from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ. And welcome to the rewrap for Wednesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. And uh, this morning, this uh, UN migrant pact or compact or whatever the hell it is, so we'll get into that. Um, are judges too lenient on people because they just don't want them to go to prison? Uh, Mike's Uber problems and uh, the Kevin Hart gig. That's all sort of tied together. But before any of that, um, in New Zealand, uh, uh, the strike, the unions, what a mess. This is why people hate unions. We've been talking about this all year. This is coming to fruition. This is the stuff that people feared from a Labour government. The Labour government, by their very presence, seems to give unions in this country licence to go nuts. This morning's example is the engineers who are now threatening three days. And the reason they're threatening three days is they've been in mediation with Air New Zealand for a couple of days and they're racking it up. They're wrenching it up at just another notch. They go, well, if things don't go our way, three days. It was one day. It was December the 21st, which was bad enough because December 21st is your busiest day of travel for the year. And that's how these unions operate. They look to inconvenience the most people possible because they couldn't give a stuff about you. They're all about their back pocket. So 21 December. Next thing we know, it's suddenly a three-day strike. Air New Zealand are now supposed to panic because all of a sudden you've got probably, I would imagine, hundreds of thousands of New Zealanders affected by this. And um, these are people on $115,000 average. They want some car parking and they uh, they want some leave and they want their uh, time and a half. They've got double time. They've been offered $6,500 to go to uh, time and a half. They don't want that either. And that's, this is why fundamentally... People don't like unions. If you're old enough to remember the 70s and the 80s, this is exactly what happened then, and it's exactly what's happening now, and unless it's brought under control, it'll get worse. Mark my words. Of course, um, I am not old enough to remember any of that stuff that Mike's talking about there. That just sounds like ancient history to me. Never could remember any of that. Um, Or any problems that the UN's ever had. I'm not old enough to remember any of that stuff either. For the record, I wouldn't sign this thing, mainly because I'm no fan of the United Nations. They are, by and large, an inefficient, ideologically driven behemoth who cause more trouble than good, remain largely ineffective and wander around the world as a result of their various pacts and programmes trying to tell people what to do. I also wouldn't sign it, based on the fact that we do immigration and migration in this country pretty well. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we don't have migrant problems, and we don't based on the fact that we are at the bottom of the world with too much water between us and the issues. But having said that, the sort of commentary we have seen whipped up this week lacks a logic that is a telltale sign of alarmists, if not extremists. The giveaway is always the sudden appearance of emails and texts in unusually large numbers that come out of nowhere. Uh, When are you going to raise the migration pact, they ask, and the danger it poses to the country? Are you aware, ask others, of the danger this country is in? And so it goes. The wording itself gives them away. It's one of the advantages of having been in this game a while. I've seen it all before. My favourite bit was the part where by signing it, it means media organisations are silenced in terms of criticism and free speech on areas like migration. That, of course, means I am silenced. And it's at this point I stop and ask myself, well, in 36 years in this business, have I ever been silenced on anything? Have any of the warnings ever come to pass? Has the slippery slope portrayed ever turned out to be as slippery as they made it out to be? No, of course it hasn't.
And nor will it be the case if, in fact, we actually put pen to paper. The migration debate globally is, of course, of serious concern. There are millions displaced and on the move, uh, but they're not moving here, nor will they ever, because we have tangible borders. The political consequences are there to be seen in places where the borders are geographically porous. Think about it. Angela Merkel's on her way out because of it. Donald Trump, in part, got his way in because of it. Brexit was voted for because of it. Uncontrolled migration is a political danger. And because of it, that's what dictates a country's views and policies. The United Nations, you will note, has nothing to do with it. The United Nations doesn't run countries, never has, never will. That, ironically, is why its reputation is so tattered, because it has so little power and is so ineffective. If you're afraid of the UN, you're afraid of ghosts. And both fears are irrational. Yes, I'm always glad to get through um, a comment where my host criticises the UN without mentioning Coffee Annan or anybody cheeky or support homes or any of that. Um, let's uh, go on to safer ground and talk about uh, prison sentences. I would imagine you become somewhat desensitised when you've seen 112 low lives accused of booze and bashing. I don't know, you might be looking for some glimmer in one or two of them, surely they can't all be as hopeless as each other. Maybe it's those one or two you offer a lighter sentence to, the ones you take a risk on. Having convinced yourself that prison will do nothing for them. But that, of course, in a way is not actually why you are there. You are there to punish, and the good judge is right, prison is a breeding ground, but that is in part because prisons aren't run properly. Gangs run prisons. They probably have as much, if not more, influence than the department. Prisons aren't hard. They're not feared. And prisons that look to rehabilitate do so clearly in a non-existent sort of way, given the recidivism figures confirm it. But what is indisputable is a certain proportion of those who are jailed need to be. And when they are, we, the public, on behalf of which the judge is working, of course, can be assured we are safe. Prisoners don't commit a lot of crime against us when in prison. And some people, no matter how altruistic you want to be, are simply bad, lazy buggers looking to cause harm and damage, and we need protection. Prisons protect us. It's not pretty. It's not necessarily progressive. But for the period they're behind bars, it works. Hence, over the years, the public has wanted, and to a degree has got, longer sentences. The longer the sentence, the longer the protection. And here is your cold, hard reality. As much as the judge might not like it, we don't have an alternative that works. I mean, we've tried, we are trying, but people on bail and people with tags and people who get let out because their sentence ended commit more crime. People behind bars don't. Now, if you think uh, the host sounds a little bit grumpy about things this morning, it could be because he didn't get home until after 11 o'clock last night. That's right. He was out uh, on the tiles. Well, he was out at Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart didn't start till uh, 9 o'clock. Uh, but that wasn't the only issue. Uh, so we've got a Kevin Hart review here. We've also got an Uber review as well, I think. Oh, I should tell you about, yeah, no, sorry, my Uber thing. So anyway, Uber last night, we're at Kevin Hart. Uh, somebody jumps in an Uber that isn't us and my wife, and so don't blame me, I don't know anything about apps or tech or anything, but my wife, who is very good at this stuff, uh, she cannot find on the app anywhere, it might have had something to do with the international outage last night, she cannot find anywhere on the app, because we've done it before, we've cancelled trips before, so it's not like she's inept at this thing, she cannot find anywhere on the app available to her last night the cancellation of the trip. So somebody went home last night on us. Hope you had a good trip. Bastard. Um, last night, Kevin Hart... But as I've explained to you, you can get it back. Well, I'll leave that to her. I mean, you know... I mean, I showed you, I just showed you the page where you yeah, go no, onto the trip. Like the same page, though. That's what I'm saying. She showed me the page. She goes, look! Well, she's looking in the wrong place. I don't know why she shows me a page on an app. I mean, I, I did this... The, the exact same thing happened to me in Vietnam. 
Yeah, but Vietnam's um, different. The, the nice man I'd been talking to or try, or got somebody to talk to on my behalf because I don't speak Vietnamese, um, when he didn't turn up, he thought that he had me in the car and then I wasn't in the car. And, you know, and I was trying to get from one side of Ho Chi Minh City to the other. How much did you save? Uh, and so, you know, that was like $1.49 or something that I that, that I was out of pocket on that trip. That's dinner and a beer in Vietnam. Exactly. Yeah, for all four of us. So anyway, maybe I'm broke, maybe I'm not. I don't know. I wouldn't really know. By the way, Kevin Hart, uh, probably as fun a com- a funny uh, comedian as you'll ever see. I mean, it's, it's the stuff you've seen. If you like him, you've seen him. On uh, television, same thing, new material, one hour, very big on the... Here's an interesting insight into the human condition. Massive security last night for phones. Because it's new material, they don't want anyone recording, anyone filming, anyone doing anything that would leak the material, because once the material's out, it's gone. Huge security. I'm talking hundreds of people in there looking for phones. It was the most weird thing I've ever seen. Endless messages, uh, endless signs, no phones, no phones, no phones. Even the comedians in the warm-up said, do not pick up your phone, you will be ejected. You will be ejected, there is no refund. Do not use your phone, you will be ejected. You will be. If, if they said that once, they said it so often, they were apologising for saying it so often. I thought, God, this is getting boring. Right, so we're not using our phones, no big deal. I watched people getting ejected. After all of that, that's how stupid... Some people are people getting picked up. Well, it's no wonder people were stole your Uber. They weren't allowed to use their phone. <laughs> I, I don't think it's um, entirely accurate to suggest that Kate is a technical whiz when it comes to apps just because she has apps, which it seems to be Mike's point. Uh, as we know, Mike's the only person in the entire Western world who doesn't have any apps on his phone. Uh, oh, and I tried to show him, as I, as I said... Uh, anyway, it's a mystery. I am Glenn ZB. That was the rewrap. We'll be back with more mysteries just like that tomorrow, probably. See you there. <laughs>